What's going on everybody? This is the young professor Matt Grafer with the Florida Ambassador Media Group and it's the We Got You Fam interview series and today I am joined by a very, very special guest. She is the strawweight champion for combat night, the corn star, the Duval Duchess, I think there's a few more of them. The Punisher and the Duck Face Savage. The Duck Face Savage, otherwise known as Shelby Corrin. Shelby, how are you today? I'm good, how are you? So we're here because we are just over a week away from Combat Night Pro Duval. You're gonna be featured on that card. You're one of their champions and we have a whole lot to talk about, but let's kind of start from the beginning. Tell us a little bit about how you got started in MMA. So I started back in 2014, actually, for the first time. Um, one of my friends, Rory Every from down south, he said, I think this is something that you'd really like. And I went to one class and I was not, it just didn't stick. And so at the time I was training for a different sport and did that for a couple more years. And then I just kept getting this itch to fight, to fight, to fight. I kept seeing all these girls doing it and I was just so, I absolutely was so attracted to it. So back in 2016, I started my martial arts journey and I think I've been doing it for almost four years now. So you, have you done all of it here in the Jacksonville area? Yes, so originally I am from Port Orange, Florida. Um, I started back in May 2016 here in Jacksonville Beach. So. Okay, where'd you train at? So I actually was going to leave Jacksonville. I moved here originally with my sister Lindsay temporarily and I became friends with a girl named Taylor Bradshaw and she was a local MMA fighter, amazing MMA fighter, and she had a striking coach named Jeff Oxley, and he would not give me the time of the day. This man, I had no talent, I could not hit a bag, I couldn't do anything, but I knew I wanted to do it. And so, I probably hit a bag for six months, and he would not train me, and so finally I got so annoyed, I was like, please coach me, otherwise I'm gonna not do this anymore. And he finally started putting some more time into me, invested in see that I really wanted to do this. And me and him are still together. We've been, uh, I've been under him for the last four and a half years now. So he is my head coach and he's absolutely amazing. So I train under him um, wherever we can get work. He's my striking coach so we could literally go anywhere and hit mitts. And then I'm also currently under 10th Planet Jiu-Jitsu. So it is a new lineage of Jiu-Jitsu here in Jacksonville. It is under Eddie Bravo, who's from Los Angeles. And it is a specific, specific, we have our own names for everything. So a lot of people don't understand the 10th Planet lingo. Um, so, yeah. Okay, that's pretty extensive. Good, good background, yeah. good story. Mm -hmm. uh, sounds like your coach made you work for it before he decided it was worth putting some time into you. Yeah, well, I'm like million dollar baby, so <laughs> <laughs> except for the ending, I'm not gonna be the ending. But um, yeah, he uh, he's a really good coach, so he doesn't want to waste his time. So how many fights have you had so far? I've had two kickboxing fights and four MMA fights. Okay. And a lot of them are with Combat Night, yes? Yes. So tell us how you got started with Combat Night. So Combat Night approached me after my first kickboxing fight. My kickboxing fight was not under them. And Mitchell, the owner of Combat Night, seen potential in me. And 
as soon as we scheduled a fight, this is back in the beginning of 2017, I tore my ACL, I had a really bad, uh, hard time recovering from that surgery. And uh, fast forward two years later, Mitchell goes, are you good to fight now? It was August 2018, and I said, yeah, I'm ready. I'm completely healed. And so I fought August 4, 2018 at Mavericks in Jacksonville, Florida. And I absolutely love them. They're so professional. And they just give me the best platform out of all MMA promotions in Florida. So. Well, a couple months ago, because I'm one of the ring announcers, that's how we know each other for, for combat night. Mm -hmm. uh, I happened to be there for your title fight for the strawweight title you took on Taylor White. So tell us a little bit about your experience in becoming a champion for combat night now. Yeah, I always envision becoming a champ. I don't try to focus too much on winning a belt and like idolizing like a belt too much because I just think it's really unhealthy mentally and physically. Um, I'm more so just, I really focused on not winning or losing, more so on just being the best version of myself and really just working hard and just staying steady, committed to training. And that's what I did. So it definitely took longer than I thought it would, but the outcome was so just satisfying because I worked so hard for it and I still can't even imagine that I'm a champ. I don't know, it's crazy to even say it. Now is your title going to be on the line as we head into this fight on November the 9th? Yes. So I'm always defending my belt um, and anyone who's an amateur at 115 pounds from anywhere in the country or the world, I would love them to challenge me for my belt. So I want the toughest fights possible before I turn professional. So I will be fighting Samantha Seth um, next Saturday. She is the champion of North Carolina at strawweight, which is 115 pounds. So she will be challenging me for that belt and I'm not giving it away. So you're gonna have to kill me to get that belt back. <laughs> well, hopefully it doesn't come to anything like that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of all this training and conditioning, so I mean, I've, I've seen you fight in person, up close, best seats yes. in the house. It's worth coming to see, folks, by the way. You are an extremely conditioned athlete, so talk to us a little bit about what training looks like for you, maybe even uh, some dietary considerations. What is it like to train to be at the level that you're at? It's crazy because every time you think that you're at that highest level, it's like your next camp just elevates and elevates, and whatever you think you're at the high level, you're not. So right now for my training regimen is full time. Um, I train 16 sessions a week. So that's three times on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, twice a day on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Um, and it's strength and conditioning, it's striking, it's jujitsu um, every single day. I have to take a lot of ice baths and hot baths and massages. And honestly, it's hard because I used to do Olympic weightlifting and it was like, okay, here's my schedule. We do the schedule and we're fine. But now that I'm fighting, it's like some nights I go to sleep and I wake up the next morning and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm like, it really feels like I just got my ass kicked because I did get my butt whooped and you can't do a workout maybe the next morning, you know? So it's not like weightlifting or like some other sports where it's like some mornings I wake up and I'm like, wow, I'm gonna have to adjust my schedule and just go with the flow of things because 
some days you feel really good and some days you feel like you know you were more of the nail not the hammer gotcha so, so you mentioned um some stuff that you said olympic weightlifting so did you participate in any other i mean you've only been fighting for the last five years now yeah. that you really got involved were you an athlete in any other sports maybe in high school or prior to that Yes, so I started weightlifting when I was, I want to say, 12 years old. And I know it's really young. Um, my sister, Lindsay, and my sister, Ashley, they both did it as well. And it was just a really good outlet for us. Both of my sisters and I are tomboys. Um, and I started, and I really, really liked it. And I did it for about three years. And then my coach, Thomas Bennett, was like, you are very talented and I want to take you to nationals and see how you do. And Olympic weightlifting is different. It's snatch and clean and jerk, mm -hmm. so it is an Olympic sport. Um, it's not so popular in America, as is like rugby in America, right. but if you go overseas to different countries, Olympic weightlifting is, you're basically, it's like football in America. Right. So it's a, it's a big deal and I started, I went to nationals, and I ended up going to the international level, and I was on the Olympic team um, on Team USA for four years. So I never made it to the Olympics, but I would travel, you know, internationally to Poland and Nicaragua and, um, you know, all these different countries and compete and earn points towards the women who were going to the Olympics. So the Olympic process is a little confusing, um, but basically, Anyone who's on Team USA can earn Olympic spots for the, the highest qualified athletes. Right. So I did that up until 2016. So that's when I kind of started breaking away from that and wanted something more challenging. And I just am so drawn to martial arts. It's more so like it's just my entire entity now. So I think I was always supposed to be a martial artist, but weightlifting gave me such a good base and just a lot of discipline and honestly built my foundation for everything so definitely and that's an interesting kind of shift in background because those two mm -hmm. sports one of them I mean they're both individual sports mm -hmm. but Very one of them awesome. is really individual and in that it's only you whereas mm -hmm. with a combat sport it's you it's against variable. another person yeah. directly yeah so typically way of things more independent variable like you said it's the same thing every day which is why I think I got so bored with it and the fighting, like you said, having an opponent is, every fight is such a different stylistic matchup that it's just so interesting to me to change my strategy every fight. And, you know, okay, well, this person's a good striker, so we're going to submit them. Or this person's a good at submission artist, we're going to knock them out. It's just completely different um, game plan from when I was doing weightlifting. I just, I love martial arts so much. It's just a beautiful sport. And... I think when I did weightlifting, there were so many people that had big egos, and I just didn't like it. I just did not like it anymore. And I'm not saying that all the people had egos that did the sport, but I just found in martial arts, so many people, when they tap out or, you know, submit to someone else, and the respects behind it are just so much um, true intention that I just, I love being surrounded by people in my martial arts community. So you mentioned that because of just the, the level at which you're competing that you have become essentially full-time in your training for this. 
as someone who works 20 jobs, that's got to be challenging. But I know you've got a lot of sponsors, so tell me how you've gone about getting some of your sponsors. I mean, it should be noted that we are actually here today live recording this at Gotham City Limit, a comic book shop, a tremendous comic book shop here in Jacksonville, Florida. And that's one of the ways we know each other because... Mm -hmm. I shop here and so and he, he was one of he told me that you were um, sponsored by him mm -hmm. Ben so that's how we kind of met at the last event but how do you go about you know getting sponsorships and, and having them kind of support you in this journey in MMA so at first when I first started I never even thought about sponsorships and then as I started this I had a lot of people from the Jacksonville community reach out to me and say we want to help you we see what you're doing for the community we see, um, you know, you really want to do this. Let us help you so you don't have so much pressure on yourself to work. And I still work. I have three jobs. So the sponsors do help tremendously. Uh, ben Kingsbury from Gotham City Limit, he's one of my sponsors um, who helps an incredible amount. Um, Taurus Construction, Mitchell Tidwell, CSI Company, Chris Flakus, uh, Mensher Muller Real Estate, a1A Realty, Davey. I have so many local guys who say, listen, we want to help you out. Take our money, please, and just relax during training camp. And it helps such a tremendous amount because I'm taking off two weeks of work for this fight, which is why it's kind of difficult at the amateur level. It can be a little iffy because sometimes, you know, fighters pull out or, you know, certain things come up and that's two weeks of work that I missed. So it is a very risky investment, but just like all entrepreneurs know that it is worth it, hopefully one day, so, yep. So what does that journey look like for you? I mean, you mentioned before you go pro, so clearly you have aspirations to become professional. Mm -hmm. What does that look like from where you're sitting? I mean, at your record and your experience level, mm -hmm. is there a certain timeline? Because not everyone might be familiar with how that transition works. Mm -hmm. So, in the state of Florida, you have to have at least five amateur fights to turn professional. Uh, every single person's different. Some people are coming from the NFL, Greg Hardy right now, he, I think he had two amateur fights and then literally straight shot to the UFC. So it depends. If you're very, very talented, you can make that jump. Um, with me, I would like to have at least 10 amateur fights before I turn professional just because there's some girls in the UFC right now that have you know 50 plus kickboxing fights or 50 plus um, boxing fights and that's a lot of experience under your belt so I have six fights right now probably in 2020 I'll be turning professional or 2021 I don't want to rush myself so I will be traveling a lot this upcoming year to challenge any straw weight for their belt. So anyone in the United States, I will be challenging them for their belt. And I want to fight the toughest girls possible to make sure that I am ready to go to the next level. So hopefully 2020, if not 2021, but I'm in no rush whatsoever. Sure. So, so back here on the home front then. Uh -huh. um, November 9th is the event that we keep talking about, Combat Night Pro Duval, and you're fighting on that show. Uh, but also, that's the same weekend right before Veterans Day. Veterans Day is two days later on that Monday, and I know you've been looking to get involved uh, and started some charitable efforts mm -hmm. for Veterans Day, so just tell our audience a little bit more about what you're doing. 
So I have teamed up with Polly Gray. He is the owner of the charity Two Vets on a Mission. And basically what we're doing is we're linking up with the entertainment industry and igniting a spark within veterans and trying to uplift our community, not just veterans, but our entire community. We're trying to uplift them um, by having that fighting spirit. So I think the veterans and just the community in general are really attracted to watching someone get in a cage and fight and not give up, come back from a hard loss and finish a fight. And it really just uplifts our community. So I've teamed up with Polly and basically what we're going to be doing is we are giving away a trained canine. This year it's going to be a Rottweiler. So we are giving away a trained Rottweiler next Saturday uh, at combat night. We are giving it to a local veteran from Duval County, and I'm really, really excited about that. And we are doing all sorts of stuff for veterans at the promotion. We're gonna actually team up with vettix.com, and we're giving away 150 free tickets to anyone active in the military that's coming to this event. So we just really want to give back locally, and there's so many people that need to be uplifted um, that I know personally and for some reason they're so attracted to watching me get in the cage and just I guess be fearless you know they, they really are attracted to that they like seeing me not quit and putting on the best possible show I can so it's gonna be awesome I hope that anyone who's active military anyone who um, is family of active military or any veterans please invite them out it is gonna be absolutely amazing now, we were talking a little bit before we sat down here. You mentioned that you are also raising money. Uh, we're looking to have a performance there as well. I know we might be looking for some more donations. You want to talk a little bit about that? So we are trying to get Eve to Adam, which is a local band from Orlando to play. They are dedicating a lot of their songs right now to veterans and active military. So they're more so trying to give comfort and peace to veterans through their music. So we really want them to come out and perform live. We have five more days to raise about $700 so we can um, fly them in and get them all set up with their sound and production and everything. So anyone who is a veteran or anyone who would like to donate towards Eve to Adam coming out, uh, please contact me on my social media account, Shelby MFK on Instagram. Please shoot me a message um, and reach out because we would love to have a live band out to play for them this weekend. Well, this is going to air on Halloween, so if you're seeing this, that means three days. So by Sunday, yes. November the 3rd, we want to have that. So if you're watching this and you get a chance to see it, contact Shelby. Get in touch with her on Instagram, and she'll be tagged uh, on the Facebook post for this as well. See what you can do to help enhance this already great event. Mm -hmm. Combat Night puts on a tremendous first-class experience. Um, I've had a chance to be their announcer for several events. This is my first pro event, mm -hmm. so I'm excited to be there. And uh, we'll be at the Morocco Shrine Auditorium, which seats a few thousand people. So it's going to be super exciting. And anything that we can do to bring that event up, and if it's going to help veterans here in our community, I mean, Jacksonville's a big military town. Yes. We've got NAS Jacks right here. Uh, a lot of great veterans organizations. So I think it's tremendous that you're using your platform as a successful and popular fighter to help raise this kind of awareness. Uh, but I have a question. So am I going to have to stand in the ring with this Rottweiler? Because they didn't, they didn't so tell me about we, this. We haven't like, you know, settled all the details yet. 
I know it will be during the intermission, and even though it's a Rottweiler, it's it is professionally trained you by a that. trained canine unit. <laughs> I promise, and he's gonna have a lovely home. So I'm just so excited to, yeah. <laughs> I better wear something flexible so I can climb out yeah, of that cage. They were I nowhere trying to, go. to have a German Shepherd. Okay. That doesn't really make me feel better. But yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's going to be a Right. Okay. So. Well, that's exciting. Well, that's good because, you know, service animals are important. Uh, and there's definitely a need within our military community. And I know they've been doing some interviews to find a worthy candidate. Yes. So that's exciting. So vet ticks. Um, gosh, there's a lot going on. Yeah. November the 9th. Combat Night, Pro, Duval, Shelby Corrin. Anything else you want to add before we cut this thing short here? Um, so Matt is going to be tagging me on Facebook and Instagram. Please follow and keep updated. I'm going to be posting all the promotional stuff for this event next weekend. If anyone has any questions, please feel free to shoot me a message and reach out to me. I am so excited, and there definitely will be a finish next weekend, and I will be the strawweight queen. So you got to be there to find out, folks. <laughs> Tickets are available. Combat Night, you can check them out on Facebook. Uh, we'll have links up to all this stuff. So if you haven't come to see any live professional or amateur MMA in or around Central Florida, this is your opportunity. Shelby, thank you so much for joining me. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next time on the We Got You Fam interview series.